You're listening to a DM podcast. Welcome to Over the Back Fence. I'm Di Edwards. I'm Nicola Dale, and we're buddies of nearly four decades. And yes, we actually do happen to share a back fence. We do. <laughs> we love parties, people, inspirational stories, and honestly, making the most out of life. So join us as we open our hearts. Share our stories and hear from some of the most inspirational people in the world. And have a laugh along the way. Enjoy. Enjoy. Well, Nicola. Hey, Jidey. Can you believe we've been going for over five months? At Over the Back Fence? Over the Back Fence. Oh my God, I have to clean the fence. I've been <laughs> leaning, leaning, leaning on, on, on that it. fence. Yeah. So what a ride. And I tell you what, yeah. I want to already, I want to thank the listeners because already the feedback that we've got, even from our very first podcast, we were blown away. Yeah. As we've always said, yeah. if we could help one person, and we meant that. Yeah. And, and we with did an, on that first with, one. With inspiration. Yeah. yeah somehow. Yeah. But now, you know, now we're going in the, the, you know, the year, we're coming towards the end of the year now. And it's just been, I tell you what, it's just been a great ride. It's but been a wild ride, so let tell me tell us, you. It's interesting. So yeah. tell us, I'd love to know what you like the listeners too. Tell us, you know, DM us of what the things you like. We've had a couple of competitions, which was great. Wasn't that good? Well, it's just lovely to know, like, because Nicola and I, as you all know now, like we've known each other for 40 odd years and Nicola's a big part of my community and vice versa. But we think when we come to the studio that we feel very connected to you uh, who is listening to, to us, but we want to extend it even further and say, come on, chat to us. What, what, what do you think you'd like to see more of on the podcast? Yes. Is there something you'd like less of? As a community, let's all have a little bit more input. We're so excited. The feedback's been remarkable. And honestly, to date, our numbers for such a podcast that's only been going for five months is very exciting, it to is. be honest with and, you. And really also exciting. it's exciting globally too. Yes, like, I know. I didn't realise that's, that's sort of random, what blows me it? away too. Yeah. Like, How good is yeah. that? America, New Zealand, huge. Japan. Yeah, South Africa. Yeah, yeah it's huge. So I guess the intention today is to say you are our community yeah. too. So and to thank you feedback. is what we want to say is thank you yeah. for listening. And we've got some listeners that listen every Monday. Mm. We've got them every Monday that they tune Love in, it. which is great. And it is, and it's when the ones that share it. And we always go share, rate, review. And how many stars yeah. don't we <laughs> like reach for the moon. Well, it's like it's almost like that's what helps us to keep going too. That's right. so if you if you share yeah. and or rate, so tell rate. Me, what about what's some of your we've had so many different topics Gosh. already. What oh, ones Nicola, can you think so of many. that you've enjoyed? Um, the, I guess some of the standouts for me was funnily enough the first one we did was uh, Leslie. She, I, I couldn't stop laughing the oh, whole way the through. the comedian queen. I had, to, I had to really, like, hold my tongue. So I think she's episode, the very sort of first episode, she could so be number funny. one, two or three or something. So listeners, oh. check it out, some of the earlier ones. And she's, too. you know, actress slash comedian and, you know, work with Richard Branson and some of the stories, honestly. Hysterical. I was, and I thought <laughs> if I'm belly laughing, I'm sure everyone <laughs> listening is the same. And, of course, uh, Leanne, who had 100 first dates. Oh, that's the high school principal. Yeah, that oh. was pretty wild. She's that, amazing. That was a journey and a half. I didn't know where that was going and I was like, uh, that, that this was really is incredible. Leanne, and, and what you're she, one of the faves with us And too. who did she good. end up meeting? She met her hubby, yeah, didn't she? Yeah, that's wild. I mean, a lot of people give up. On her 100th date. you got to give her <laughs> 10 points for perseverance. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> um, and the other one I love was Lee Holmes. Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. She's raw and authentic and comes from incredible background with 
health. But just I like her attitude to health and very much gut related, which yeah. is right up my alley. Yeah. I thought she was amazing. And look, honestly, yeah, she got me into magnesium actually. Yeah, yeah, she she's gorgeous girl, just gorgeous. I think I'd love to eat at her table every night. I think I'd be a lot healthier. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and what about Di, um, Gus Wallen? That touched oh, a lot of hearts too. You oh. know, that sort of well every there's every week I out. think of him and I think. I either read about how many suicides there are and or um, people in trouble and I go back to Gus Wallen and what he set up is Got You For Life mm-hmm. is his organisation. It's, it's the, I guess the name says it all. Yeah. And, you know, he's, he doesn't get paid. He goes around spreading this good news story. Yeah. And, look, uh, you, you'd all know him from Triple M, yes, Gus yeah. Wallen. And he does the sport. He's yeah. on Channel 9. Yeah, he's very well he's known. On, all over the place but, you know, too. good on him for putting his money where his mouth is. Yeah, and Mitch and Mark, I like that. That was yeah, great too. They were really what fun What a beautiful too. couple they, they are. Gr- yeah. They're really great. Not only good just souls. with their home wares yeah. and their home life and flipping yeah. houses and they've done that show, a Location, Location, Location. Yeah. But I love their relationship. You yeah. know, you could learn so much from them, the respect Credible. that they had. For each other. It's beautiful. I tell yeah. another goodie was Alex Andrews, life coach. I actually ran into her the other day. Oh, really? Yeah, oh, yeah. wow. She's, she's just, she's like the light turns on. You light see her. turns yeah, on. And don't be afraid a, to shine that light, yeah. you know, where a lot of people, you put yourself out there, you shouldn't, whereas she's saying, you know, step right into the spotlight. Oh, yeah. And I thought that was yeah, good. She, she's another one, very authentic and a straight shooter. St- yeah, yeah, very much yeah, so. Yeah, lo- I, I loved, I loved I thought hers that was, podcast. I mean, they're, they're all yeah. really good. I yeah. have to say, I loved like, my daughter. Gabriella, oh. it's get to know the family. Yeah, it's nice she was to, the early to one know too. That was good. So that was good having yeah. Gabriella, and she yeah. was great and told some funny stories. And then I loved it with the <laughs> Di's big hunky baby brothers came on too. So if you haven't heard that one too with Cole and Rich yeah. Scott, that's yeah. belly laughs with that. That's and because that was a bit of Phoebe, we just wanted to get to know Nicola and Di a little bit more. And I yeah. think through the families you do, or children yeah. and or families you you do. Yeah. They, they, Kath they, Sheeran, they're you know, straight shooters. Um, Melissa Hoyer. Yeah. I mean, City to Farmer. Yeah. Yeah. Jane Grover. Melissa Hoyer. Unbelievable. Oh, I like, loved it. Social commentator. Well, She's she remarkable. She fell on sting, didn't she? <laughs> yeah, she fell on sting. That's for sure. I just saw her up in Hamilton Island. She's just a good soul. She is a you good know? soul. Such a survivor in the industry too. Yes, yeah. But look, honestly, today was just, just recapping our remarkable five months. And I say remarkable because, you know, we just said, let's do it. Exactly. We've given we didn't away, know where it was going to go. We did about $5,000 worth of MOA blinds. So Theo's the lucky winner for that one. And, um, you know, there'll be more um, prizes coming up yeah, too. Absolutely. They're doing one at Christmas time. Yeah. Yeah, I think they yeah. said, which is something to and look, look forward to. You know, we'll be doing lots of different things. We, we just, that, that's our foundation stone those five months. So I hope you stick with us and, you know, we'll, we'll hopefully bring a lot of variety as we head up to, to Christmas. And yeah, look forward to bringing you some more fabulous people on Over the Back Fence. Over the Back Fence. Yeah. Nicola, guess who's coming who's up? Who's coming up at the Back <laughs> Fence? I love the way you do that. You're like, you have the Luna Park face. One big smile. Well, we did the most amazing interview with Bridget Warren, who started Silver Fox Models. Silver Fox Models. And, you know, it, it was an incredible. Did you enjoy that interview as much I as absolutely me? loved yeah. that interview so yeah. much. And I just loved her positive attitude. She's an absolute go getter from the start. Mm. Groundbreaking. You know, thought of the idea really of getting older people older, you know, and now it's sort of like on trend. So it is. Yeah. Age diversity and, you know, now women's body shapes, ages are all so acceptable in the society. And, you know, it's it's huge. She's got now 400 models. 400 models. On the models. books 
with, with the silver fox models, which yeah. is And even remarkable. one who's 98, it was 98 yeah. as well too. Joyce. Was, yeah, God love her. 98. Like, but it was fascinating, you know, like I think it was 40 to 60s, the big, the, the more in demand age range. But she's young, she's dynamic, she's inspiring. And honestly, Nicka and I were just so lost in her, her strength, her confidence and her personality. Yeah, big call because yeah, she was call. again and ahead I think, of her and time. And I think you'll enjoy it. And I think from the, the word there when you said confidence, confidence is like really everything is like the key there. So we enjoyed it. We yeah. hope you're going to enjoy it yeah. as much as us. Truly. Uh, here comes Bridget Warren. Well... We'd love to welcome Bridget Warren to hey. Over the Back Fence. Welcome, Bridget. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Thank you for having me. Uh, look, Bridget, we're going to get into the depths of your phenomenal business, Silver Fox Modelling, shortly. But in the interim, we'd like to learn a little bit about you. I know you modelled for 10 years. You, you completed, of course, not one, but two degrees, <laughs> health, science and commerce, of wow. course, again. And we're running many, many businesses along the way. But... I want to start today, like to go back to when you decided to go off the pill and start a family and a whole new world opened up for you. Can you tell us about that? Mm, yeah. Oh my gosh, didn't know we were starting with this. Yeah. How interesting. Yeah. Throw so, you in the deep end. We're going in the deep end. end. Yes. I love that. There's um, a lot in it though, what we were discussing yeah. about inspiring others to not necessarily take a diagnosis as mm. gospel. Mm. 100%. Yeah, I mean, you hit the nail on the head there. So essentially, when I had just got married, and I was like, okay, I guess now's a good time to come off the pill. I'd been on the pill for 10 years. And it wasn't until I sort of came off the pill that my world came crumbling down because my body went into shock. And within a few days of coming off the pill, basically, I had like acne popping up, I had nausea, I had headaches. A few months went past and it wasn't getting better. It was getting substantially worse. And then I just really knew something wasn't right. So I kind of sat with it for a while. I went to about three different doctors. They all just said, this is part of coming off the pill. And then I guess it was about eight months into dealing with all of that. I finally started to do my own research and stumbled across this thing called PCOS, which is polycystic ovarian syndrome. And I thought that sounds like what I have. And it wasn't until I finally found a doctor who I said, I think this is might, might be what I have. And she goes, oh, fine, we'll do the testing, do the testing. And sure enough, it came back that I did have PCOS. So that was a real start of a whole new adventure for me. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty overwhelming. And to you were told by a doctor that you would not be having a natural birth because mm, of, I was as told a consequence. Yeah, I was told I wouldn't be able to have children naturally, that there was no cure, that essentially if I wanted to get a handle on the symptoms I was experiencing, that I would have to either go back onto the contraceptive pill or I could take, you know, other synthetic forms of hormones and, you know, antibiotics and all this different kind of stuff to try and essentially like put a Band-Aid on the issue rather than ever looking at what the root cause was. Well, so what path did you take then? What did you do from there? I mean, I walked out of that doctor's office crying. I called my husband. I was like, I can't believe this. You know, we're, we're not going to have kids. And then I was just like, no, I'm going to look into this. I'm going to do some of my own research. And I just went into like a deep dive. And there was a lot I had to do. Like it wasn't an overnight thing, but no. I did it. And, you know, I have two beautiful babies now that I had 100% naturally. Congratulations. So. <laughs> yeah. wow. And, you know, we grew up, we'd go to a doctor's office even though you and I live in the East and West philosophy, we still go to a doctor and you trust them. And you and for them to actually say, no, yep. you, you won't be delivering a baby naturally. I mean, 
probably 80% of people go, oh, okay, and walk out and assume that's the case. But Mm. what we love about you, and this is the way we're sort of introducing you to our listeners, is you're driven and you you didn't take no for an answer. You went beyond that and and did your research and look at the consequence. There's a will, there's a way. Also, by discussing it too, has really put sort of like a spotlight on it too for other women who who have this, that there are other ways and to look at alternatives, you know. So, um, you know, another role model. You've started out as a young model. And so tell us about the early days with your modelling career, Bridget. Yeah, well, I kind of really started modelling when I kind of started uni because I had a couple of friends who were modelling and I saw how much money they were making, you know, off like one job. And I'm Yeehaw. like, oh, that's pretty good. <laughs> and I was working as a nanny and I was working at a shoe shop. And I was like, that, I feel like I that seems like a much better option. So <laughs> just sort of decided to take it a bit more seriously. And that's when I everything started to happen for me. And the more I did it the more I realized like it actually opened up a lot of doors for me which I'm really grateful for as well because I don't think I would have been able to keep up the life I was living as well as work you know and maintain that sort of lifestyle as well. Well talking about opening up doors Mm. what about the sliding door of Silver Fox modeling. <laughs> <laughs> tell us about that. I mean, you can. I could start with tell us about the story. How did mm. it begin? But like, there's so much involved. I'm sure. Like to actually go. Let's start Silver Fox modeling. Yeah. Like <laughs> yeah. wow. I know. And I never thought. I never in my wildest <laughs> dreams thought that I would be doing this. But my God, it's just been amazing. Really, the way it started was I was modeling, and I had been for nearly ten years. It was about nine years or something, and. I was working more and more than I ever had before when I was younger. So at this point, I well, I mean, I was only 25 at this point when I we decided to launch Silver Fox, but um, wow. I wow. was working more then than I was when I was, you know, 17, 18, mm. 19, 20. But at this point, I'd actually moved to Sydney to do more modeling. I'd finished uni. That was my main source of income. That's what I was doing. But interestingly, all around me, I'm hearing like, oh, well, you'll be out of the game soon. Like that's, you know, 25, 26. <laughs> yeah. like, over the hill. Yeah, yeah over the hill. <laughs> you're done and I was like there's just something so weird about that and also have you noticed how much more money I'm making because I went from doing obviously the really cool like fashion editorial stuff but then I'm moving more into this like really commercial aspect which was where their old money was so I was like "Mm, weird but I'm just gonna keep I always said to myself I'll keep going until the money dries out I'll keep going until the money dries up and the money kept coming in and I was like okay interesting jobs kept coming interesting and then I was with one of my girlfriends and she was doing PR one of the funniest things happened was that they were trying to cast a model for a big campaign, like a really big campaign for a big shopping center. And they wanted someone who sort of more reflected who their ideal customer was. And they would sort of identified that to be around the 30, 40 year old mark. And she goes, guess who they sent through? And I was like, who? They're like, you. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and I was right. like, what? And I'm like, but I'll take it. Give yeah. it to yeah. me. Okay, show but me yeah. the money. <laughs> so then we just, and we just were talking and, and you know, we and I just said it's crazy because like I'm working more now than I ever had before. And she was saying there's such a gap in the market here. We had this conversation and then it was just like, there is something to this. Like, why is there not an agency doing this? Like, why are models, like, why is that sort of the end of the rung when we know brands are crying out for it? You know, people are looking for this. We know there's target audiences are really wanting to be spoken to. Like, we really were like, this is weird. So we just did a bit of research, had a look at what was going on overseas. And there was a couple of agencies doing similar things to what we, we now do over in Europe and also over in the US. 
we were like, okay, well, that's something. We can see it's happening overseas. And we always know in Australia, we're usually a few years behind what everyone else is Mm -hmm. doing. We're like, there's something in this and let's just go for it because someone else, if we don't do it, someone else is going to do it. I love and that's your kind attitude of how there. We saw it. Yeah. Let's just go for it, <laughs> isn't it? You, know, you really are a goer, yeah. aren't you? Yeah, love that. <laughs> I love that. And so then what did the two of you set that up together or this was your baby? Well, we set it up together. We set, but the thing, so Georgia is my business partner yes. and she was amazing. And she's to this day still part of the business, but she's always been sort of less hands-on. Like she's kind of, it sits, takes a backseat mm-hmm. in the business, but is always there if we ever need her or help. Mm-hmm. But she was instrumental in those early days because she was a gun at PR. So together we were like, let's just do this. Like, what do we got to lose, I guess? <laughs> So how did you get the models in? How did you get the mm. silver so, fox yeah. models in, on board? Well, the first time we did it is I, we were like, I was like, we need to do an open casting. Like that's the ah. only way we're actually going to get people. And no one knew who we were. No one knew no. what we were doing. No one had heard no. of this. It was completely groundbreaking at the time because it was bizarre. Like people were like. Was it, what? we need old people for modelling? <laughs> like, <laughs> like how did you go about promoting that? Like to get them in for the yeah. castings? We what? basically just put <laughs> I mean, out. Sexy old people. <laughs> <laughs> That's more to the point. Love that. Bit of nice. yes. <laughs> We use social media. We use social okay. media actually. We use social media wow. and we use, there was a platform at the time that was sort of like a. It was like an open casting call place for people that didn't have agents oh, yeah. and things. And and so we, yeah, we basically just put out a call. We said, we're going to be here on this day. We're looking for people over the age of 30. We don't care how old you are after that. Just you have to be over Fabulous. 30. So how many people came for the casting? We had literally like over 100 people turn oh, up. Oh, really? <laughs> One? No, we had a people. And is this blokes and, and chickies? Yeah, was it just women? Men and yeah. women, yeah. Yes. We absolutely wanted both. We didn't know what we were going to get and, like, it was a real mix. <laughs> Life's bag. like a box of chocolates. You <laughs> yeah. never know what you're going to get. The way we did it was we had people could, like, apply online and then essentially they would get given the details to turn up to the, the place. So mm. that was awesome and it was bizarre. Like, it was the most bizarre thing. We sat there, we had a little panel. It felt like Australia's Next Top Model. Yeah, I was what thinking. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Yeah. It was fun. It was awesome. It was fun and we just made it fun and it was just like no expectations no experience levels like we we genuinely didn't care we were like we're just looking for it you know we're looking for what were you looking for people who had their own style they had confidence they were really looking to do something like this like they had no fear around it you know like that's what we were looking for because we thought those are the people that we can sort of throw into these random situations and they will thrive right. that's what they really want to do uh, and tell me about also with your name too did you name it yes <laughs> oh my gosh did that was, how did that come about <laughs> <laughs> well that was a real like we sat there and like workshop that name for a long time because we wanted to have a name that made it really obvious what we did and yeah. the type of models that we represented but it was really, really, really hard to find a word or a name or anything that didn't have a negative connotation to aging. Right. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, well, you nailed it, didn't you? 100. <laughs> it speaks a thousand words. It does. Yeah. It's sort of, yeah. you know, kind of a bit classy too, isn't yeah. it? The silver fox. A little bit so, yeah. so how many people did you start with? Oh, How nuts. many models? Like 10. <laughs> right. Okay. And how did you find that out in the marketplace, like presenting that to agencies? It was a slog. Like, oh. honestly, I can't. The first year yeah. was brutal. And there were many times where we were just like, what are we doing? <laughs> like, this yeah. is too hard. Yeah. People just wouldn't take us seriously. And one of the hardest things we came up against was 
we knew that there was a huge market for this, but there was a huge opportunity. We knew that once brands actually started using more age-relatable talent and diverse talent, that they would never go back. But trying to convince them right. to take that chance mm-hmm. was like pushing shit uphill. Like wow. it was hard. Wow. No one wanted to do it. And the reality was that we were dealing mostly with people in advertising or marketing agencies that were around the ages of like, you know, mid twenties to mid thirties. Like that's yeah. sort of the average age people we were dealing with. So on one level, it was great because we were the sort of same age as them. They could relate to us talking to us, but then we would show them a photo of a 60 year old. They would kind of go like, oof, mm, that's not really what we're going for. That's not really the look we're going Trying for. Trying to sell the like, dream. Yeah. yeah. But we'd be yeah. like, but these are the people that we were strategic. We went to brands and, you know, companies that were marketing to the older market yeah. we said but this is who your customer is you know yeah this is who you want to get these are the guys that have the money they're loyal they're going to stick with you they're you know that we told them everything and it was just still really really hard but then one day we we kept going we kept pushing we kept looking for research and statistics and studies that were coming out and we found this little golden nugget and it was basically <sighs> that <laughs> that when a brand or any sort of advertising used an age-relatable talent in the advertising campaign the purchaser's intent to actually buy increased by 200 percent 200 percent that's remarkable so we made all these pitch decks and presentations and then we literally just shopped them around and went to we made you know had coffee dates with anyone who would listen to us we went to anyone who would you know have the phone call with us like whatever we were just like doing whatever we could we sent that deck out to as many people as we could think of and we started to get a couple hits like people started to be like okay okay and to be honest it was mostly you know, superannuation jobs or pharmaceuticals or really typical things that were for that sort of older demographic group, market. Yeah. yeah. Senior oh, living. Yeah. Senior living, like yeah, retirement all that kind of stuff. Even that literally. Word, all, those cruise, all those old cruise boats and stuff too. You used to see them on the river cruises. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's exactly. a good job though. I'm not yeah. trying to get a job for that. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah. Like Multi-talented. Have the champagne on yeah. a riverboat cruise. and. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's a dream oh job. God. That's a good job. Um, we love those jobs. But it's interesting because the timing was right also because – the present positive body campaigns and also age diversity was working all towards where you were heading. Mm, Absolutely. And that's the thing is like we could see it happening around us and we just seen this sort of body positive movement happen. Mm. And now if you picked up um, any sort of marketing or campaigns there will you know there was always a reflection of different body shapes in that it would be very rare now to not see that in the marketing and we just knew that it was only a matter of a time until the same thing happened with ages and it's just it was just a matter of getting it out there and talking to people and letting them know that we actually now had talent that they could use that did represent that demographic so we started to obviously sign different models as well we started to see what the trends were happening in that at that time silver hair was a real big trend that's what people really were looking for so we sort of stuck with that for a little while and tried to get a few models that were in that sort of same sort of look and that worked really well for about a year or two and then we were like you know what 
why do women have to have silver hair to prove that they're, you know, mature? Like that just seems ridiculous. Well, I agree with them. <laughs> because how many people do you actually know, right? So then we were like, well, let's actually start to introduce talent that don't have silver hair and see how that goes. And that was when I guess doors started to really open and people started to take what we were doing a lot more seriously. And they looked at our talent as actual models, as opposed to, I guess, what was initially a bit of a PR stunt for brands to throw like, you know, a, a silver haired model in the mix and sort of get some publicity from it. It was now like, okay, no, this is actually what we will do. This is actually it's so makes fantastic because you're really keeping it real and you've helped so many people. Like you've helped the big brands there too, sort of get on with the program. You're helping yeah. people getting jobs. It's also now with people who see the magazines or see it there, it's it's real living. And you said and it, relatable. It's very yeah. relatable. Yeah. No, it's it's, it's mm. awesome. And I think mm. it's great because, you know, it is diversity and you see in magazines too, it's even sort of like, you know, same-sex couples with a ring, you know, yeah, for Tiffany's absolutely. and things like that. So it's, it's the whole thing is there's no... It normalising it. Doesn't it? Yeah. 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 And you know what's incredible? You have like around 400 odd models now or more we do so give me an idea of the average age range the average age i mean i would say our biggest market is probably 40 to 60 is like a really good market for us um that's just probably where a lot of the jobs are in saying that we have jobs come through i'm just hanging in there yes she is this is the thing right like that's what the that's what the marketers want that's what they say they want you know you send them a photo of someone who is 60 and they'll tell us Oh, is that what 60 is? Like, that, wow. you know? That's true, isn't it? That's it. Wow. Yeah. So that's the preconceived ideas of what an age is, and that's why we say to any of our clients coming through, we don't really need to know what age you're looking for. Just tell us who you like the look of. Yes. Because the age actually should be irrelevant. Yeah. Here's if some crow's feet. Hello. Yeah, <laughs> and, like, if, that, if that's who you like and that's who's going to reflect and represent your brand the best way possible, doesn't matter how old they are. Yeah. It actually makes no difference. Speaking of how old they are, tell us about Joyce. Oh, Joyce, beautiful Joyce. It's a great story for the listeners. Oh, well, so we had beautiful Joyce. How old was Joyce? She was 98. Yep, yep, one of the clients for Silver Fox. Yeah, one of our beautiful models. Tell us about Joycey. Well, we actually, oh, Joyce, she's gorgeous. She's a gorgeous lady. So what happened actually is we signed her daughter, Glennis, and Glennis actually knew my mum and so we knew Glennis and then mum said to me one day you should meet Glennis's mum and I was like Glennis's mum and I'm like you're thinking Glennis is elderly Glennis is already you know like like 50s 60s and then we're like and I was like and I'm like yeah but sure show me the mum like I want to see the mum and then they showed me a photo of Joyce and I was like oh she's divine and she just had this style like she you know still got dressed up every day and I was like, oh, my gosh, we need her. And so we got her in for a photo shoot and we got her portfolio done. And she, yeah, she worked with us for a couple of years until she, you know, really sadly passed away. Isn't that remarkable? Model till she died. I love it. Model till she died. And she went out with such glam and such grace. And she would often say, like, that had (laughs) given her this new lease on life. I'm sure. Glennis used to say, like, she's excited to get up because she knows that she's doing something that brings her purpose and joy. And, like, honestly, it was it really made me – that was the first time when we started Silfox Fox that I thought, oh, my gosh, we're making a difference. Like, this is really yeah, – You are making bringing... such a difference. You talk about you're bringing joy into people's lives and yeah. to people seeing models at that age too. That's, that's glorious. When I first saw 
a grade head, very pretty model, I just thought, oh, wow, the world has changed. It just hit me. like I mean, how much I pay to get my hair coloured mm. is ridiculous. And mm. I thought now they're photographing, they're in magazines, they're on television, and I thought it's okay. And good on you yeah. for embracing that and actually being a, playing a huge role. Well, you in, were ahead of your time, really, yeah, weren't you? You yeah. know, for the forefront of, Very of doing that. And with yeah. the grey hair, like, you know, as I, even like the, I think it was a 60 Minutes program not that long ago, Silver's mm. a New Black. Yes. Like, it really is now, it's so on trend. What's but that you, model's name? Yeah. It's Paulina. Paulina. You know, and she's yeah. just thriving with the sort of like this, the long, oh, beautiful silver. Yeah, embracing she's just it. Amazing. Yeah. Well, look, the whole world is sort of like now embracing, you know, all ages. Thank God. And thank goodness, mm. too. You know, mm. it's, it's sort of great. Mm. It's a real age positive mm. thing. And that's mm. what we're about. Absolutely. Yes. And, and it's yeah. just wonderful to connect with you and hearing it from you, you know, because yeah. you're still like nearly a baby in our eyes, isn't <laughs> She's dynamo. You're a dynamo. Wow. And so, what's next? How's it going? Like, what's next sort of for Silver Fox? Like, where are we heading? Yeah, I mean, honestly, the business is just going from strength to strength. Mm -hmm. The models are just becoming, you know, more and more experienced and talented. And it's just, it's amazing. Like, we are doing things that I never thought we would do. And it's incredible. And I'm so proud of all of our models because they are so invested in the business as well. And in what we do, which is really creating this more age diverse, age positive landscape for beauty mm. and the standards and everything. And they're just, they're our biggest champion. So I'm really grateful for that. But what we're really looking into at the moment is moving more into like the content creator space, like the influencer space on that sort of space, because that is what our clients are really looking for now so very yeah Yeah. it is so obviously the modeling is absolutely at its core what we do but what we're finding is briefs coming through being like we'd love to use this model but could we also use her for some content stuff as well or could we also get her to post on her instagram or whatever it is so we're now looking at training up the models so that they have more of an understanding on how to use social media the different ways you can use it so obviously there's being an influencer which is the way we all sort of know it but there's also this content creation side of things which i don't know if you guys know much about but essentially it's we're learning we're learning (laughs) you create content for the brands then they just use it on their channel so you don't need to have a following you don't need to have it's just really that real raw authentic like on your iphone kind of videos and things like that so yeah you just when when nicola just said made me think when she said we're learning (laughs) i love that because it i was reading somewhere about how you were having trouble with some of the 70 year olds with their casting tapes because oh they didn't even have cameras on their phones. Oh my and god, that would have been like a quagmire. Some of the challenges like, there would be hilarious. Was, oh, hilarious! Well, Seriously, it was, it was um, because I could relate. It really, it really happened during COVID because right. when COVID happened, everything shut down, so there was yeah. no more castings, nothing, right? Yeah, but some of the jobs were still going ahead, yeah. and yeah. so what they were doing is they were just getting all the models to do. Casting tapes, yeah. self-castings. <laughs> so then we would be like, hey, knock on the door. Could you just do a self-casting tape to this, you know, our gorgeous models who like don't even have, you know, cameras on their phones. They don't have iPhones. And they're like, we don't know how to do that. So then we had to like teach them how to do that, even uploading it into like a Dropbox or a yes. folder. Like it was honestly, it was a really eye-opening experience. They probably thought it was a real box. They had to drop exactly. it into. They did. Yeah. Although the other thing that, that you know, really threw them Down was by the, the back fence. Yeah, they were it. like, the cloud. What's the cloud? Like, how do we get it on the cloud? Yeah. Are we on a plane? And I was we like, what a plane? Yeah, like it was, it was comical. And like I suppose it was really too, funny. And they need their glasses. They can't see it. They can't hear it. They need their <laughs> oh. hearing aids. It's sort of like coming from well, everywhere. Hold on. <laughs>
One thing I do want to know is about ego, because for years you hear about models like uh, spatting and I want this and get me the bed for champagne. I'm intrigued. Is it the older you get, the less ego comes into play when they head for the jobs? I think so. Let's I really work. do. See, yeah. it says a lot about yeah. uh, what is it with age comes wisdom. Yeah, I think it's actually taught me a lot because it's really interesting to see how it's a very different world when you're dealing with like, let's say models who are in their teens or the twenties or whatever. And they, they think it's almost like they're right to be doing this and that it is, you know, but when you're dealing with more mature talent, they are so grateful. They are so grateful. They are grateful for every opportunity. They are so thankful to be there. They want to be part of the community. They want to learn. They want to be on set. Like it is just a joy to work with them. It is, it is amazing. Like obviously, you know, like everything, there's different personalities involved and all that kind of stuff. But for the most part, I would say that our models are like, I don't think we've ever had a client that has not said they didn't love working with our talent because they just want to be there. They want to be there. They want to put in the extra work and the hard yards and make it, they want the client to be happy. That's yes. all they want at the end of the day. And that is so amazing because that is not the headspace to what I had seen as a model in the past. The ego stuff is I think you'd be so surprised, like some of the, you know, the top earning models, the highest in demand models, they are the, the kindest, most generous, most lovely people that you'll ever meet. Yeah, that's Love beautiful, isn't that. it? Yeah. Love and hearing that. You can sometimes that. see why they get the work too, I think, when you've got yep. an attitude like that as well. Because so attitude, you know, goes a long way, uh, I'm guessing that too. And 98, you can get 98. a job. 98, I know. <laughs> And what what sort of, do you have a sort of, like when you sort of see and dealing with women who are older and men who are older too, are there any sort of um, basic sort of style tips or grooming Mm. tips or anything that you you see in your industry that so maybe our listeners could sort of like, what sort of things do do you see or do you like that Mm. you you could give suggestions? when we first started looking for models, what we looked for was really individual style, like that they owned their style, that they knew what they liked, that they were confident in who they were. And I think it really comes about down to the confidence. Like you can wear anything, but if you feel good wearing it and you rock it and like you, you know that you're having a good day when you put that on, like that's all that matters. And if you then walk it. into a casting mm. like that, or it you is. go to meet an agent yeah. and you feel that, like mm. it, it, it really like, wears off on everyone else like everyone else picks up on that energy and that was the biggest thing for me that i noticed when we'd have these models coming in and if they were confident and they were wearing something that was really you know unique to them that they love whether it was color or whether they were you know into the the latest trends that we were seeing on you know 20 year olds and they were 70 and rocking it like they looked amazing and they were happy to be there. And confidence I just honestly, huge, isn't it's it? confidence. Confidence. Yeah. confidence yeah. Well, what, that's Half a great tip, isn't it? It's uh, just sort of yeah. own it, really. Yeah. Own it, yeah. own it. Own it rubs off on everyone. It really does. And I'm guessing people get, get more and more confidence from doing work and, and also throwing yourself in different environments too. It's like, you know, as we're saying, some of the things that we've learned from dealing with different people too, you put yourself in a different environment. Even if you walk a different way, yeah. you mm. can benefit from it. So I'm guessing so also, true. you know, doing a job, every job would be different. Yeah. Yes, that's a big part of it. Actually, yeah. is it's like it's almost like going to a new job every time sense you do a purpose. job. Oh, wonderful. For some sense of purpose. Wonderful. Some in their seventies and whatever. Bridget, we just just love loved it. Well, we've got some signature. <laughs> we just loved too. having you in our space down the oh. back fence today. Truly, yeah. I almost feel like she's just sitting there and we're oh, doing the fact. The most beautiful, <laughs> you know? beautiful energy. Yeah. Yeah, you know, you the, do. the back fence. Now, yeah. I've got a question for you, Bridget. Mm. If you could share a back fence with anybody on oh planet Earth. Who would it be and why? That is such a good question. <laughs> I know, I don't it's a killer. Know. 
I don't know. Do you know who I would love to share a back fence with just for a little while is Iris Apfel. Do you know her? Yes. That's the, she's the model who turned 103. Yes. Wow. Big beautiful glasses. Wow. Yeah. I, I would just too. seen her wow. in the media a lot. She looks she's cool. Incredible. She's amazing. Is like, right. And tell you what, she's just in her prime of modelling. Oh, I mean, what would you ask her, Bridget? I would like to ask her what has brought her the most purpose in her life. Oh, wow. Okay. Our question is, what advice would you give your 20-year-old? But I'm like, you're still so young. No, I'd like to hear that, Do you though. You'd like to mm. hear because right. you know, Bridget's had a full life. Advice would you, would you give to yourself, yourself as a 20-year-old? And or that ultimately would be advice to 20-year-olds. Yeah. Well, you know, 20 was like a pretty hard and great time for me. I feel like 20 was when I was really unsure of who I was. I didn't, I knew I was modeling, but I didn't feel like I should be modeling. I didn't feel worthy enough of that. I felt like I always had to justify myself by saying, oh, but I've got two degrees and I'm studying. And I would just say to myself, like, it's okay to be what you are doing and what you love. Like I loved horses and animals. And I always felt like, do I have to like dull that down a little bit? And I just would go back and be like, it's okay. It's okay to do all the things. You're allowed to do all of them. You're allowed to be good at all of them or not so good at all of them. Like that's allowed. And you will get through those. It's almost like, I think everyone goes through it around that age. It's almost like a bit of an identity crisis. You're kind of like, is this who I am? Is this what I want to do? And I, I really look back at that age and fondly, but also like some of my hardest times were at that age. Like Isn't it really strange hard times. how we question things like that? It's almost like guilt like should I be doing that or maybe mm. I shouldn't be doing this or, but it all clears through it's like mm. the tides isn't it yeah. the oceans are coming and yourself go too, because how do you know who you are at 20 you know we're still evolving we're still evolving at every age and stage yeah. that we are totally. now like you know we're I students agree. of yeah. life but I love hearing that yeah you are just such a positive force in this world and you know <laughs> you're making you've made such a difference and you continue to make such a difference Bridget but, uh, you know, we are just so honoured to have you here. Thank you so much. You yeah, know, I think we covered you. a little bit today. Oh, like, yeah, I think the listeners from... got to know you as well as the progression into the remarkable name, Silver Fox. Silver Fox. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Well, we've learned a hell of a lot. It's, it's <laughs> honestly <laughs> exciting. Yeah, yeah, it is. Thanks. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you for having me on. I, I appreciate yeah. you guys so much and I appreciate as well for being you know, advocates for what we do. And yeah. like the reality is it doesn't matter how old we are, we all are still aging and we're all going to age. And if we can create a world where that is like more acceptable and going to make a better world for everyone, 100%. Oh, Absolutely. bravo, bravo Thank you, for that too. Hashtag yeah. age positive. Hashtag age positive. <laughs> all for it, babe. 100%. <laughs> Thank you so much, you. Bridget. Thank, Thank you, Bridget. Thank you, Bridget. Ciao, baby. Bye. Ciao, ciao. Bye-bye. Well. Next Monday. Can't wait. We're, we can't wait to have everyone on board one more time to Over the Back Fence. Well, thank you for listening, everybody. And don't forget to rate and review. And how many stars, Daddy? Mm, this week. <laughs> this week, why not 10 out of 5? 10 out of 5, okay. <laughs> I reckon reach for the stars. But thanks for listening and don't and forget follow to follow. Us. That's so important. If you love the podcast, follow. Yeah. Really appreciate it. And look forward to chatting with you soon. 